The Yesterday and Today podcast is a fan-made, not-for-profit, just-for-fun compilation of chronological source materials as they pertain to the Beatles. The show is in no way affiliated with Apple Corps, nor any organization connected to John, Paul, George, or Ringo in any way, though we do consider ourselves premier members of the Bungalow Bill fan club. So kick back, turn off your mind, relax, and download the stream. We hope you will enjoy the show. Yesterday and Today, 1979, Episode 3. In this episode, we will cover March 27th through May 1st. On March 27th in Tucson, Arizona, in front of a small group of friends and family, Eric Clapton, age 33, married Patty Boyd Harrison, age 34, at the Apostolic Assembly of Faith in Christ Jesus Church. The couple plan a much bigger celebration in May during a break in Clapton's American tour, which continues tomorrow also in Tucson.
On April 1st at Abbey Road Studios 2 in London, McCartney is joined by the Black Dyke Mills Band for the recording of the song Winter Rose, scheduled to be on the new Wings album. Last time Paul worked with them was on an Apple track called Thingamabob in 1969. Back in America, John's son Julian joined his dad in Palm Beach, Florida. He returned home to North Wales on April 12th, as well as the Lennons returned back to New York. Let go, let go, let the mighty spirit flow. Just got to live. 
on April 27th. The 1977 case between the IRS versus Alan Klein had finally been settled in court. A jury found Klein innocent of the felony charges of income tax evasion for the years 1970, 1971, and 1972. In the penalty phase, Klein was fined $5,000 and sentenced to two months in jail. The next day, on April 28th in Monte Carlo, Ringo Stars rushed to the Princess Grace Hospital where he undergoes emergency life-threatening surgery for an intestinal blockage. There was a massive infection of his internal organs that spread rapidly, almost killing the drummer. The doctors needed to remove seven feet of intestines to help stop the spread. Ringo had also suffered peritonitis when he was a child at age six. The stars above me seem so far away. Around this time in New York City, Lennon fan, Paul Gorish, returns again to the Dakota building in hopes of befriending the former Beatle. This time, Paul leaves his camera at home. John. Uh, what do you want uh, this time? I don't have my camera, I don't have my camera. I, and I said, I John, I just want to talk to you for a minute. You, you know, I never meant to cause you any grief. I said, I really, really feel bad that you had gotten angry. I said, and if you tell me to leave you alone, I said, right now, I said, I will never come back here again. I will never come back. And he, I remember him looking right in my eyes, and he said, stop looking at me as a beetle. You got to treat me just like you would treat anyone else. And he said, come on. And we walked, and, and we went for a walk. Because we used to work for that television repair company. Paul Gorish began to live out the fantasy of every Beatles fan. From time to time during the months that followed, Lennon would let Paul tag along when he ran errands and took walks in the neighborhood. You know, we had gone for walks on several occasions, and sometimes they wouldn't be long at all. I mean, I don't want to be misleading. Sometimes they'd be five, ten minutes. But they were an eternity for a fan.
On May 11th in America, Dark Horse Records released the single Love Comes to Everyone by George Harrison, taken from the LP. The B-side in America is Soft Touch. While the B-side in the UK is Soft Hearted Hannah. Also on this day, nine years after its release in America, EMI Parlophone Records in the UK released the Beatles LP, Hey Jude, or The Beatles Again. On May 19th at Eric Clapton's Hurtwood Edge home in Surrey outside London, newlyweds Eric and Patty host a gala wedding celebration for 200 invited guests. The event was a who's who in the world of musical entertainment. Among the many of the famous celebrity guests was Paul McCartney, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr. I'm just invited to Eric's, Eric and Patty's, Eric Clapton, Patty Clapton's um, <laughs> wedding, <laughs> wedding reception. John Lennon was noticeably absent. The Fab Three are seen socializing together in public for the first time since the band's breakup. As the evening rolled on, a small stage was set up with instruments. Here's Ringo to explain. Eric had this big party, and, and it was funny because we walked into this big tent, and there's a stage there, and I said to Eric, oh, great, who's playing? And he said, you are. <laughs> so the party was going on. They had a drum kit and congas and, you know, organ, piano, amps, and a couple of guitars and things like that. The ball was starting rolling with uh, Zach, my son, was playing guitar and Jim Capaldi who played drums and then after that everyone just came you know wandering onto the stage Paul McCartney I saw a few people got up it was me George and Ringo is it a reunion folks Ginger Baker, and there was Robert Palmer, and um, Mick Jones, Eric Jagger. Clapton. There was a bunch of people, you know. Was that it? No, there was Chaz and Dave, a great vocalist called Chaz. Um, and, you know, it was just one of those things. Everyone just started jamming. It was mainly to get the kids off the mics. <laughs> they were making such a row. So we thought the grown-ups could get up and make a worse row. George got up and we played and Paul was up. Long, 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 long. 
So that was the closest I think we ever got to actually getting back together. You know, the newspapers heard about it the next day and said, wow, super reunion group. But it was actually just a crazy blow. When is Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young going to reform? Well, I think they have to split up again first. Split up again and then reform? Yeah. Well, man, I, I think John Denver's splitting up. Yeah, fine, that's good, finally. Patty later recalled, for some reason John wasn't invited but he said he would have come if he'd been asked. On May 20th on American television, Ringo Starr is seen paying tribute to country singer and TV and film entertainer Gene Autry in a star-studded television special about the legendary singing cowboy. those impressions that just blew you away at the time you know it just knocked me out and I always remember it just going ooh south of the border down to Mexico and he, has, he had his leg on a horse over the thing I mean I was eight years old and wanted to be a cowboy still do if you want to be a cowboy just come along with me if westward you'd be going And you're now hearing the golden voice of Gene Autry himself. And don't forget, this is the Western States Oil Company program. If you want to be a cowboy, learn a cowboy's ABC. Number seven, he must be a good worker. Number eight, he must keep himself clean in thought, speech, action, and personal habits. Always makes me laugh, that one. Get yourself an old guitar and learn a chord or two. You gotta learn to yodel only, any old tune will do. Learn what makes the rattlesnake rattle, rattle all the day. Grab your sticks, gun, fight your own battle, rat-tat-tattle away. If you want. On the 24th of May in America, Columbia Records released the album Back to the Egg by Wings. Wings are back with a rockin' new album, Back to the Egg, It's Really Cookin'. A dozen big ones on Back to the Egg, the brand new Wings album. Back to the Egg, 
a timeless rock and roll flight through 12 superbly produced new songs on an album that really is perfection. Back to the Egg, out now on record and cassette. It's the first album to be released on the CBS label after Paul had signed a multi-million dollar deal with them with the highest percentage that any performer or group has ever received. What did you do when you made the deputy sheriff? Well, we were after a, a man who was uh, apparently had been doing something... We'd come into it thinking it was going to be quite good, that one. It's a sort of concept album, actually, isn't it, all the way through? Ended up being a bit of a concept, yeah. <laughs> but um, did it with Chris Thomas. Who uh, co-produced this album. Um, he's, he was doing some other work for us on a film. The work. <laughs> on a film. And uh, we just kind of, we were going to make this record in Scotland, and we said, do you fancy coming? You know, he's a good lad, and he's got a good ear. He's just left one. And Chris was never that happy with the sort of work that we were getting together. Say you don't love him, my Why did you need him? Oh no, don't answer. Oh no, I'm getting closer.
there's so many interesting things in it. I mean, A, the title, why, why Back to the Egg? Was there any sort of deep It's just meaning? sort of a back to the beginning kind of feeling for us while we were making it, you know. Uh, we just, we sort of, we're trying different things uh, while we were making it, and it, it just seemed to sum it up, you know, you back group, to the egg. You know, back to the egg, beginning. Back to square one kind of thing, you know. Just was what I wanted to do at the time, you know, the direction I felt I hadn't been in for a while. So do a bit of that, you know. The new wave thing was happening, uh, and I was thinking things like, well, you know, a lot of the new wave is just that they take things at a faster tempo than we do. And uh, I was getting influenced, I always am getting.
The next song on the album is a Denny Lane composition titled Again and Again and Again. I had, to, you know, these three bits. You know, it's three definite parts in that song. It could have just been one of those parts could have been the And I suppose Paul might have said to me, well, why don't you join them together? Because he was always a big influence on, on me. He was older than me. He was like an older brother. And he, he sort of guided me into a lot of things I hadn't done before, especially in the studio, because he'd had a lot more experience in the studio than me. Acoustic guitar, you know, just like a 12-string guitar. And, and I, I put it together like three parts and and it was just it was easy you know and i mean say you leave other guys to do their bits you know like lawrence we needed some guitars and in the set center of it and we put two guitars like overdubbed two parts that were like in harmony
until the back of the egg to get away from it and to make a change. We recorded in this old castle in Kent, which is where like Thomas of Becket and all the old monks and all the old archbishops of Canterbury all used to live in the old days, you know. So it's got a great history to it and it's a, the vibes are sort of different than a normal studio. So when you go in there, it, it sort of tweaks you up a bit, you know, and your imagination gets a little bit freer. And used all the acoustics of the castle and stuff, you know. It was good. It was an interesting place to One record. of my favourite tracks on it is All Siam, sir. Um, yeah, can you just tell me a little bit about that? I mean, did it come from an actual story or...? No, it came from a riff that Linda was playing, the, the tune of it, like... Da -da 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 -da. I love that riff, yeah. Was, uh, Linda was yeah. just playing that one day and we kind of fitted in all bits and pieces and the middle bit was a riff that we used to... another riff that we used to jam on uh, when we were just jamming together. And then I wrote the words to it and... Um, I had this idea about a girl coming over from Siam to get a fella over in the UK. It's a long, complicated story. You can't really tell it off the record, but uh, in the end, she ends up back in Siam anyway. It's a long story.
people, people ask you about your marriage and stuff, it always comes out sounding uh, like a fairy tale romance and stuff. But like anyone who's got a relationship with another person, you have your ups and downs, you know. But I mean, I couldn't tell anyone how to do it because we're still trying to work out how to do it ourselves. And that ends side one, sunny side up.
back to the egg, we've got some tracks which we call rockestra, which is like orchestra, only with rock instruments. And we used uh, people like Dave Gilmore, Pete Townsend, Hank Marvin, and John Bonham of Zeppelin, Kenny Jones of The Who, uh, to name but a few, you know, and our band. And we got a, together a big bunch of people. And um, that was that. Thank you, and good night. And now, Back to the Egg continues with Side 2, Over Easy. album was a lot harder than the last few records.
can you make music? Uh, it doesn't matter what the record people do. I mean, the thing is, when I started off in it, records weren't that big an affair because people didn't sell a lot of albums, really. Um, as things progressed, albums started to be really big money earners for people, so the business grew. But we don't get involved in that end of it. We just make the music, and if it goes, it goes. After the ball, after the ball, you were the wall out in the hall. You were the one, the one who would love me after the ball.
How, how far was sort of that, that pull in that album, and how far was it was it wins? Is, is it sort of a 50-50 relationship? It's a mixture, you know, yeah. Everyone's on my, it. This is we're all on it. Like. He wrote most of the songs. I mean, you know, that's just the way it is. Set it free, you and me. 
idea of the back to the egg thing was that it was originally going to be um, when you're in a car and you're trying to tune the stations. I don't know if you have the same thing in America as we do over here, but over here, like sometimes, you'll get the French and German stations coming in real loud, and the British station, which is about 200 yards down the road, comes in sounding like it's coming from Australia or somewhere. You know, there's something to do with the transmitters. You know, typically UK. You know, but you, you pick up these the Berlin Symphony coming in loud and strong from Berlin, you know, and you can't pick up, uh, you know, Capital or BBC. So it was based on that idea of trying to find a radio station and you get four others at the same time. So the intro of that was to do with the radio thing. We've got a chance and we'll take it. We may win or we may lose. We may even have to cut and run for it. Well, it won't be the first time I've run, and it won't be the first time I've been caught. It's the game that matters. Brother, I am proud to know you. This is one of the greatest moments I have ever experienced. I think I sense the situation when I say that we all esteem it an honor to breathe the rather inferior atmosphere of this station here along with our little friend. I guess we should all go home and treasure the memory of his face as the whitest thing in our museum of recollections. And perhaps this good woman will also go home and wash the face of our little brother here. I'm inspired with a new faith in mankind. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish to present to you a sure enough saint who only wants a halo to be transfigured. Stand right up.
Back to the egg was influenced. I was getting influenced. I always am getting influenced, you know. Most of like the songs I've ever written, <clears throat> a lot of them have always had some kind of influence, either Elvis or Carl Perkins or Chuck Berry. There's always been like a big influence. Or even like some of the 30s type tunes, like when I'm 64 or sort of Honey Pie. That's influenced by uh, Fred Astaire and people like that. So all my stuff's influenced. album back to the egg the critics have a field day with it i'm used to all that by now you know nearly everything i've ever done or been involved in has had some of that negative critical reaction like, you know i've always had that ram was supposed to be the worst thing ever but um so the criticism goes on with back to the egg it was again it was the same kind of thing there was a lot a load of kind of not very good criticism the sales weren't up to our kind of normal sales thing we thought it would be a big seller actually and it wasn't but i mean i know i'll meet some people who say my favorite album of yours is back to the egg i know so a little bit i was disappointed because i like success you know i like if i've done a song I, i don't mind it going to number one staying there for three months you know like i'm like everyone else although this lp was basically dismissed by the critics who often bashed it in reviews 
The album did manage to peak at number 8 in the US Billboard Top 200 and number 6 in the UK, a rating that wasn't so bad for a new band lineup. If you look at it from the point of view of it being a new band again. Wings guitarist, Denny Lane. See, this is what you got to think about. That was a new lineup. Not only a new lineup, but a new record company with a history of top-selling albums partially credited to their marketing of artists. Columbia Records wanted to include the single Goodnight Tonight in the LP, but McCartney insisted that it would not fit the format that he envisioned. We just made Back to the Egg as a thing. Oh, no. It was all a certain bunch of songs, it was a certain feeling, it was a certain bunch of sessions. And Good Night Tonight was made as a separate thing. So that we just felt separate about it. So when we came to put the album together, we just thought, well, we, we'll, we'll put that on. And uh, so some record people lost a lot of hair. In the afternoon in London on the same day as Back to the Egg is released in America, George and Olivia fly out of Heathrow Airport to Nice on their way to Monte Carlo to spend time with Ringo and Nancy. While in Monte Carlo on May 26th, the two ex-Beatles were spotted together at the Monaco Grand Prix. ABC TV's Wide World of Sports guest correspondent and race car driver champion Jackie Stewart interviews the pair. Regular Grand Prix visitor George Harrison goes to maybe six, seven Grand Prix a year, George, and guest star of the Monaco Grand Prix Ringo star. How many races do you do, Ringo? Oh, I only do this one because I live here. And what, George, you, I mean, you've really got into the racing. Yeah, I like to go to a lot of races, but I just came down here to operate on Ringo. He had a bit of trouble with his stomach, and they called me down here. And... Well, that's enough of that, George. What do you think of the cars this year? Well, I hope Jody Schechter wins again. Oh, he's always faithful, Jody. See that? Well, he is so far he's front row of the grid, but we don't know yet until the final practice. But I'd like to see Jody win the world championship. Well, I haven't had my run yet, you see. Well, an aficionado of the sport knows everything inside out. Who's going to win the race as far as you're concerned, Ringo? Well, as far as I'm concerned, it's uh, Fangio again for me. Another win for Fangio. Another win for Jody. He's got to do it one year. <laughs> There's three loose guys. After the race, George asked Stewart if he would like to be in a music video with him for his song, Faster. Coming up in a moment, Wings announce a tour of Europe. Well, we're hoping to go back on the road too this year, sometime. In this country or America? This country, I think. Yeah. John and Yoko send a love letter to everyone in the world. At the end of the letter, they said, We noticed that three angels were looking over our shoulders when we wrote this. And George begins recording a new album. Next on Yesterday and Today. The thing I wanted to add about McCartney, Dylan, Jagger, et al. is that they're all company men. So 
For more information or to contact the show, visit yesterdayandtodaypodcast.wordpress.com or email at yesterdayandtodaypodcast at gmail.com. Also visit at yesterdaypod on Twitter and search Yesterday and Today Podcast on Facebook. See you next time. Paul Kaminsky. I'm James Kaminsky. And I'm Wayne Kaminsky. And we bring you the Kaminsky family of podcasts Yesterday and Today and the Third Men podcast. You might know me from one of those dumb voices I do, or my dad (laughs) from his better show than ours. (laughs) Wow. And we're here to tell you about some cool merchandise you can pick up for the shows. As we mentioned in each episode, we do not in any way profit from these shows whatsoever, but to break even on some expenses, we have put up some cool merch that you can pick up to help support the show. Yes, some fun apparel, things you can put on yourself. Are we going to be selling Marks and Spence underwear? (laughs) Don't worry, we will. (laughs) You can head to our social media pages, that's facebook.com slash yesterdayandtodaypodcast or facebook.com slash thirdmen or you could head to society6.com slash kaminskyfamilypodcast that's society, the number six, dot com slash K-A-M-I-N-S-K-I Family Podcasts. Yeah, keep our lights on. I'm in the dark. Dad, any words of wisdom? Hello? The lights just went out. (laughs) Guys, we need your help. (laughs) Buy stuff. Perhaps a coffee mug that you can enjoy a beverage out of while listening to our shows. And if you haven't got yours, please send forth in and get a free one. All right. (laughs) Thank you, Dad. All right. We'll see you on the podcast, folks. Bye. It's audio. You can't see me.